You're listening to the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins podcast, the very best place to break the ice with your favorite players. Now, here's your host, Penguins broadcaster, Nick Hart. Yes, we are back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back for another season of the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins podcast. Man, it feels good to be back. Yes, that is right. I am Nick Hart. And before we actually get going with our first episode of the season, we have a little bit of house cleaning to take care of. First and foremost, new theme song this season. Big ups to the Black Keys for that killer tune. Black Keys came out with a new album earlier this summer. If you haven't been listening to the Black Keys the past, I don't know, 10 years at this point, get on that. I don't know what you're doing there. They're great. One of the best rock bands of the past few years. Back at it again with a great album that came out this past summer. So that's out of the way. Now have to give you fans a little bit of an update on the podcast. As you're listening and as you can tell, we're back for another year here on the Wilkes-Barre Scranton to Penguins podcast. We're going to keep the schedule the same but different. And what I mean by that is we're still going to come out with episodes on a bi-weekly basis throughout the season. So every other week we'll come out with a new episode. But instead of episodes coming out on Wednesdays, the Penguins have so many Wednesday weekday games this season that we're going to be dropping episodes on Thursdays throughout the rest of the season. So you can expect that coming throughout the rest of the year on Thursdays, not Wednesdays like last year. But everything else is going to be the same fun show that you have grown to love over the past couple of seasons. And without further ado, let's jump right in headfirst to the first episode of the season. My guest for the first episode of the Penguins podcast during the 2019-20 season is none other than Penguins defenseman John Lazat. John, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for joining us here on the Penguins podcast. You're a, a new face, a, a new name to a lot of Penguins fans. Yes, you did come and join the team at the end of last season on an ATO, but really embarking on your first season of professional hockey. So I think it'd be great to get a, a new guy in here. We had a rookie start the season last year, a rookie yeah. start the season on the podcast this year. So once again, big thanks to coming on. How has the adjustment to pro hockey been going so far? It's been good. Uh, I, I like uh, I like the lifestyle so far. Um, you know, being in college for the last four years, uh, definitely a little different swing of, uh, you know, on-ice stuff and off-ice stuff. And I'm um, trying to get in a, a good routine to, you know, hopefully uh, last last throughout the whole season and, you know, make it make it a good first one for me. What about getting settled in Wilkes-Barre <clears throat> in, in general here? I know, once again, you came and you saw, sort of saw the, the yep. town in the area at yep. the end of last season, but sort of coming out and finding the, your, your spots that you like to go to, good lunch yeah. spots, good dinner spots, yeah. finding everything okay out here? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, when I came out last last uh, at the end of the year last year, I didn't have a car, so I was a little limited. Uh, I was kind of on the heel-toe express uh, <laughs> from the hotel, just on local spots, but yeah, I found a few more uh, little lunch spots, good spots, and um, you know, finally uh, being able to set it, settle into a little apartment too, kind of get cozied in is is nice. Getting out of the getting out of the hotel life uh, after a month was was a little rough for me, but I'm um, trying to get cozied in at uh, my spot now, and uh, you know, I'm really liking liking the city so far. Well, that's the thing that I think a lot of people don't necessarily realize when they look at their their favorite hockey team, favorite hockey players, things like that. 
guys that expect to be here for a whole season or most of the year, something like that, uh, they'll they'll find a place to come and live or something like that. Right. But if you right. get sent down unexpectedly, you get acquired in a trade or claimed off waivers midway through the season or wrap up a college career and then sign an ATO with a professional team, yeah. you're stuck in the hotel <coughs> sort of yeah. indefinitely. Yeah. And if the Penguins had made the playoffs last year, made yeah. a deep run, yeah. You would have been here, and you would have been yeah. stuck in that hotel, and you were already saying you were getting yeah. sick of it. Does it really, truly, like, <clears throat> grind on you just staying in a hotel for, for how long? I think after – right away, it's 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 kind of nice. You know, you wake right. up, you know, you, you leave leave the leave the hotel a little messy, and it comes back nice and clean. That's, that's always kind of nice. Uh, but after a while, you just you get, get kind of used to seeing the same old thing. You know, there's there's a bed and a TV. There's not much, not much different here. You can't cook your own food. I think that's kind of one of the biggest, biggest downfalls of hotel. Um, you know, I like I like cooking dinners. I love cooking, trying new foods and stuff. And you know, eating eating out every night kind of kind of gets to you after a while. There's there's only so many spots that uh, that offer you know decent decent food and um, you know for decent prices. So after a while, it kind of drags on you. And uh, you know, having having a limited uh, a laundry list too. Uh, you don't want to pile up the laundry too because there's nowhere to really do it. That's either. right. Unless you want to go to a, the laundromat, so I've kind of been rotating, you know, probably five or six outfits, trying to mix and match <laughs> and make it work. But um, yeah, I'm definitely excited to to get out of it. Try and sneak a couple <clears throat> t-shirts and pairs of underwear into your <laughs> getch bag and yeah, get the equipment exactly. guys to take care of yeah, your laundry for you. Hopefully, they don't notice. Just turn <laughs> turn an eye. <laughs> you said you're uh you like to cook. Yeah. You, do you really get into it? Are you a a, a culinary expert or <laughs> just like bacon chicken in the no, oven? No, no, no. I wouldn't say I'm a culinary expert. Um, you know, I I do keep it simple at times, but um, you know, sometimes you got to spice it up, and you know, I look into different things. Uh. You know, I've always always kind of cooked myself. Um, you know, growing up and um, you know, kind of watched my watched my parents, mainly my mom, cook and uh, and over juniors um, when I played in the in the North American League. I lived with my brother actually, mm-hmm. and he cooked a lot too. So I kind of watched him, and you know, I try to branch out and you know, ask for some recipes and you know, try to try to spice it up every once in a while besides just some chicken and vegetables. So what's the John Lazat specialty? John Lazat specialty. Um, I would have to say, um, it's not my specialty, but I, I like cooking it a lot. Um, my, um, my, my mom's recipe of, uh, chicken enchiladas is kind of my, my go-to. Chicken it's, enchiladas? Yeah, yeah. And these are legit? Uh, yeah, I like them. They're really good. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna probably whip them up for, uh, for Kimmer when one of these nights after we move in. So get settled in. I'll probably whip them up and... He can be the judge. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Mike, Michael Kim's going to yep. be your roommate? Yep. Yeah, so yep. you guys came in together last year uh, on ATOs with the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins. He knew uh, Christopher Brown because yep. they played together at yep. Boston College, yep. but I guess you had been you know, <clears throat> foreign to him at that point. You guys hit it off, I guess? Yeah, yeah, we got uh, we got along well, and especially over at uh, main camp up in, up in Pittsburgh. I think we kind of even hit it off more, and, you know, we went out golfing a couple times, chatted chat a lot and just kind of blended well and meshed well and you know things came up that um we should try to find a place and you know we asked each other and you know it just worked out really well mentioned being at main camp i was going to save this for a little bit later but we might as well talk about it now how was that experience being at training camp in pittsburgh you know national hockey league team and some of the biggest and best names in hockey sharing the ice with you during that camp too yeah it was uh it was a pretty good uh few weeks it was 
uh, very eye-opening, you know, not really knowing what to expect going in. Um, you know, in college, you kind of just show up at school, you just kind of scrimmage over and over the same same stuff every day. And um, with the training camp, you really hop into it right away. And, um, you know, it just, it just makes you have to be prepared for, you know, going right away, especially with I did the rookie tournament too. So we, my first my first day there was a practice and traveled, and then we played a game the next day. So kind of really hopped hopped right into it and you know playing with such practicing and playing with high high end players I think just those over two weeks I think I got a little better too I think everyone did and um you know it's just just a great experience and you know I really really took a lot out of it and I was I was happy to be there so did you get get to interact with uh, some of the NHL regulars much at all because it is a a big camp like there's a lot of guys there yeah yeah there's a lot of stuff going on um you know they're everyone's busy everyone's got their own things but you know you certainly try to try to chit chat when you can you know over either whether it's over lunch or when you're kind of doing a cool down bike or stretching you know when you got that downtime, you can kind of relax and let loose a little bit so you you try to chit chat every once in a while with everyone you can anyone in particular lend you any advice um nothing nothing crazy just um go out there no, play your sp- game. no specific <laughs> advice just um, just just have a good time with it, you know. That's that's kind of it, and I think that's what I did. Have a good time with it uh, for sure. I mean, I guess that at the end of the day, that's what the, what this game is all about. Right. If you're not enjoying it, I guess yeah. guys would get out of it. But you're sort of starting a journey that maybe was a little bit unexpected. We talked about this a little bit on the broadcast for the very first game of the season. Okay. You you and the rest of the Penguins taking down the Hershey Bears. Yeah. But we unearthed an article from the SC Times, St. Cloud Times, local newspaper where you were playing college. Oh, boy. They, they picked this up back in 2016 as you were starting to get a little bit more playing time with the Huskies. You were a walk-on, yep. actually. Uh, Bob Motzko only gave you a, a call, like, how, how late in the, the, the offseason was it or, or late in your <coughs> career with the, the Minotauros that he actually uh, gave you a call and wanted you to come to the Huskies? I think there was probably, like, five games left. Yeah, it's about yeah. two weeks. So that's pretty late in the year. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely uh, <laughs> it was kind of getting sweaty palms at that point. <laughs> <laughs> but he gives you a call. You, yep. ba- you basically walk on to St. Cloud Stadium. You're getting more playing time, more attention. Newspaper does an interview with you. And in this newspaper article, you're, maybe you have the chance to actually correct them here. Okay. But what they say is your goal after graduation is to work for your family fireworks <laughs> business. Now – We'll talk about the fireworks business in a second, but okay. with the way that's phrased, that was your goal for what you wanted to do after graduation. Well, here you are after school. Did you not see pro hockey in your future at that point? Uh, no, I I definitely definitely did see pro hockey. Okay. I mean, whether it was you know uh, whether whatever what league it was, it was I was definitely going to try to continue my career, um, you know, as long as I could and. Um, <clears throat> that, that fireworks thing is definitely just a fallback, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> eventually, uh, once, once things get kind of wrapped up with the hockey stuff, but, uh, yeah, hockey was definitely kind of my number one priority. Um, so yeah, that was, that's a little bit off, but kind of on the right track. <laughs> I mean, sort of on the right track. <laughs> yeah, like you they're said, not completely it's, wrong, it's a fallback and yeah. let's, let's actually talk about the family <clears throat> fireworks business then uh-huh. because, uh, you've actually, I mean, growing up since yep. it is a family business, you did plenty of work for them tell yeah. tell our listeners yeah. about the Lazat family fireworks biz <laughs> yeah it's uh it's a family thing my my mom and dad and uh they started it in i think like nine, 1999 or something so it's been 
it's been around for a while. I've started in a couple of tents uh, around actually Minot, North Dakota, uh, my birth, my birth city. Um, and that's still where it's located, but now it's, we've got a warehouse and everything and <clears throat> it's just, uh, nine days a year we're able to sell and it's about a month, month's worth of work setting up and kind of getting everything organized. But, um, yeah, the state limit's only nine days a year and I've kind of been, been running it, um, since I was probably like 16 years old, me and my sister, um, she was, she was still around in mine at that time. So we were mm-hmm. kind of doing it together and helping them out and, you know, over the past past few years, as I've gotten older and stuff, I've kind of taken over more and more of it, kind of just, um, you know, helping them out more. And they're kind of a, completely out of it at this point. Um, they're just kind of kind of the, the money bank. You I, know, was, I was going to say sitting back and just, reaping the benefits. Yeah, yeah it, that's that's kind of what they do. But, um, yeah, it's just a it's a great little business for a good little summer gig. And, you know, we're we're happy to be be where we're at we, we had a good location um down in mine we've kind of been there for like i said like 20 years so it's it's a good business and uh you know sometimes with the the summers getting even hotter and drier sometimes that that kind of kills business with fire bands and stuff but you know we i still love doing it every year and uh you know i enjoy myself you said there's a nine day state limit what yep. is that just a straight up sell <clears throat> fireworks yeah you can only sell fireworks for from, nine days for nine days yeah yeah, the permits for nine days. So, so that a, makes those nine days pretty limi- crazy and busy. Limi- I bet. Yeah, it's a limited time, so everyone tries to tries to get in when they can. And um, they changed it just recently, where um, we're able to sell over New Year's. Oh. But I'm I'm kind of busy in the winter, so I don't. <laughs> I don't <laughs> you got some other stuff yeah, going on. I don't know what it is, but I think I got something else going on. But <laughs> yeah, so I don't uh, I don't open the doors in the winter. But um, yeah, so the summers, uh, kind of end of June and. Beginning of July are kind of my busy times for that. That's a but nice little summer gig, too. I'm yeah. sure growing up, a lot of your friends and things like that were maybe getting jobs as, yeah. I don't know, camp counselors and pool <laughs> lifeguards or stuff like that, yeah. working in the fireworks biz. Yeah, That's yeah, pretty it's neat. A good, it's a good little setup. So, what, yeah. what did you do when you were actually helping your family? What what odd jobs did they throw you in? With the fireworks stuff? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, when I was younger, I was kind of the, the stalker. Okay. <laughs> I would stock the shelves and everything and... And now, uh, you know, I, I do all the ordering and for inventories. I do all, you know, basically kind of just run the whole, the whole business. I do the hiring. Um, oh, geez. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a good little, good little life lessons too. You know, you learn a lot of stuff and, um, you know, my, my parents being a little old school, we're still a little, a little behind on the tech savvy stuff. So everything's kind of by hand still. So I'm, st- I'm trying to trying to re- revamp that part of the business and make it just kind of easier on everyone and just more organized so usher the business <clears throat> into the 21st yeah, century exactly kind of get some ipads in yeah, there kind of get give them a kick in the rump to <laughs> kind of get this business actually going let's get let's get the wheels <laughs> yeah, spinning here exactly. or i guess stop with the wheels and maybe like get some i don't know pixels and <laughs> yeah. ones and zeros <laughs> exactly. helping us along here exactly but yeah so you you're really carrying quite a load <clears throat> yeah in, in the summers and things like that it's yeah. no it's no joke yeah it's I say busy, that's for sure, with, you know, trading and, and then that going on, too. So, I'm all summers, I'm kind of all over. I, I do a lot of miles on my car back and forth from, uh, you know, the Minneapolis area where I stay in the summer and train and everything. And then the, what, I think, like, eight-hour drive back to Minot and Grand Forks area. So, yeah, it's it's uh, it's a busy summer, but, you know, I like it. 
keeps me out of trouble. <laughs> That's I'm sure it does. Yeah. You have no time for trouble <coughs> exactly. with that kind of stuff. Exactly. How far is Minot from Grand Forks? Because you said what? Born in, in Minot? Born in Minot. Minot, but yeah. grew up in Grand Forks. Yeah. And w- the family has the business in Minot. In Minot, yeah. That's kind of where my whole, you know, f- my whole, f- uh, you know, extended family's from. Everyone's okay. from the, the more of the western part of the state. Um, Grand Forks is right on the border of Minnesota. It's three hours uh, east of Minot. So. Okay. Yep. So Minot to Grand Forks, three, three hours, hours, you said. And then Minneapolis to Minot was eight. Yeah, so maybe nine. It's another like three hours of the cities or something like that. So, Jeez, yeah. oh man, <laughs> yeah. a lot, of, a lot of driving on the on the on the highways, and you don't look at a lot through North Dakota either. It's just a lot, no, of, not, a lot of flat land. Not so. a lot to see. Yeah, sometimes the drives get a little boring. But well, how how was it growing up in uh, North Dakota? Because I know it's it's not exactly an area that's thought of as a hockey hotbed. People think of, you know, the New England area right. um, as, as things <coughs> like that, or of course, all of Canada. Minnesota, right. which is right next door, mm-hmm. but people don't necessarily talk about North Dakota, even yeah. though you have one of the most prestigious hockey programs right there in UND. Right. Uh, you know, how was how was your childhood growing <coughs> up in, in North yeah. Dakota? Um, my childhood kind of started, my hockey stuff started in Minot, because I, I moved when I was 12. So okay. I had, a, I mean, a fair, fair share of time in in Minot and grew up playing hockey with my older brother and sister and and then uh kind of more western part of North Dakota hockey wasn't really bumping or anything like that it was pretty low-key and um <clears throat> once I moved moved east to, to Grand Forks you could just kind of tell the buzz was a little different you know why not to Grand Forks yep, okay. yep I mean even with you know the college college uh, UND being you know right in right in the town you could just kind of tell it was a different atmosphere so I think that move kind of helped me in like my hockey, hockey progression and everything. There's just a lot more resources, a lot more things kind of dedicated to hockey, which I think was big. And <clears throat> it's definitely just getting bigger and bigger. You know, when I go back, you know, even over Christmas break and stuff, you can just kind of tell the talent and stuff is getting bigger, even statewide. You know, it's kind of growing even more west and just generally throughout. You know the United States, I think hockey's just kind of getting bigger and bigger, you know, even with national success of USA teams and oh, yeah. all that stuff. I think that's helping, helping the development. But, um, you know, growing up in North Dakota, when I when I was there, it was definitely a little low-key thing. But I think growing up in that, that Grand Forks area definitely definitely helped me a lot. Um, there was definitely just, you know, a lot more a lot more hockey atmospheres and everything. And then being able to go watch the uh, UND when I was a kid, it was always a good time. So. And, and that is an atmosphere and a half going to yeah, watch going to watch that school. What yeah, was your it's like ex- no other? Oh it's yeah, crazy. What, what was your exposure to hockey then? My exposure. Yeah, what, what got you into it? Yeah. Um, what got me into hockey was <laughs> my older brother. I guess. I mean, he he was the only only person I think ever in my family to uh, start playing hockey. He's he's ten years older than me, so um, you know he was. He was 12 and I was two. I was, he would just <laughs> take yeah, me Yeah, you just pick it up, I guess. Yeah, it just, it just happened. I don't really know, know what or why it happened, but, but it did. And I didn't want to, didn't want to stop doing it. So I think I just, just carried it out through my life and happy I did. And here you are. You still haven't stopped. <laughs> exactly. Still, still playing here for the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins who won their season debut against the Hershey Bears. And you, for one, looked really sharp in that game. I don't know how you felt down there, but at least yeah. from the way myself and <coughs> Scott Stuccio, who I was fortunate enough to have on the broadcast with me on that game, yeah. there were a couple of times where we were like, man, 
55 is buzzing. Oh, there's another great play by John Lazat. Did you feel yeah. as good as we yeah. thought you looked? Yeah, I felt I felt really good, you know, especially for the first game of the year. And, you know, coming into the new season, I wasn't sure, you know, how much different it'd be, you know, when I came in. Came in at the end of the year, we were uh, – the Penguins are still fighting for a playoff spot and stuff, so mm – -hmm. You know, I wasn't sure if what the difference of of kind of hockey it was, but it's definitely <clears throat> it's definitely a fast-paced game, which which I love. And you know, that that first kind of five minutes of the period, I I was still trying to find my legs, but you know, after a while, I kind of settled in and just just kind of did what I do, and um, you know, got comfortable and you know, played played a pretty solid game, and I was I was happy with for the first one of the year. Good reason to be yeah. happy with it, too. The team gets two points. You you yeah, play well. Sport. You get a bunch of shout-outs from the guys broadcasting the game. Uh, <laughs> appreciate I'm it. I'm sure you had a, <laughs> No problem. It. As long as you keep it up, you'll get plenty more shout-outs <laughs> like that. And I'm sure that will keep the people back in North Dakota happy, who yeah. I'm sure we're tuning in to either listen to the game yeah. or watch you play on AHL TV. Yeah. But the coaches ultimately make these final decisions, and they're the ones who have the end-all, be-all when it comes to who plays and if – we think you're playing well. The fans think you're playing well. But the coach is a little bit more, eh, right. who knows. That goes not just for you. Every single guy in that locker room. Yep. New coach in the locker room this season. I've talked to a lot of guys already through training camp and the start of the season, what they've thought of Mike Vellucci. And what it seems like a lot of guys have, have come back to me with is that, you know, this guy's intense, but that good kind of intense. They love the pace of the practices so far. <clears throat> and if you're doing something wrong, He's not going to let you get away with it. Right. But if you're doing something right, he's going to let you know that he likes it too, that he's going to give plenty of positive feedback too. Yeah. Does that <clears throat> track no, with you as well? No, that's exactly what I what I see as well. I mean, he's he's definitely a guy that loves winning, and I think his his approach to everything is, you know, the the right steps to getting there. Um, you know, with all the <clears throat> all the you know the practices are short and intense, but you know they're they're with purpose. So you're out there trying to accomplish accomplish something every day. I think I think that's definitely a big step in um you know especially earlier in the year you you're trying to build an identity as a team and you know, you know you try to get everyone to buy into to that process and I think he definitely has a great great process about going about that and you know he's he's a great great per, you know per, person that you can talk to and he's he's very straight up which I think as a player you you want you know you don't want to be in the dark always wondering if you're doing something right or wrong and because sometimes I can kind of drag on you mentally and you know affect your game on and off the ice so um you know I, I definitely like like what he's been doing uh here early on and you know I'm excited to to kind of take this ride with him I think we're all excited <coughs> to be on yeah. this ride right now the guy won a championship just last year right. with the Charlotte checkers I mean the fans have heard this refrain a hundred times before they're <laughs> they're just as excited as you are yeah. and I am right now and you had an exciting uh, college career with uh, St. Cloud <coughs> State University. We've mentioned them a couple of times here so far. Uh, it seemed like every single year you guys were an absolute powerhouse. Powerhouse team ranked in the top ten, top five, even number one in the country for a long time. Mm -hmm. I've uh, talked to you a little bit about this at, at development camp, just your experience at St. Cloud State University. But right. since we're on the, the topic of coaches, uh, Bob Mosco. <coughs> Has yeah. a great reputation as a great college coach. Actually became the <coughs> head coach of the University of Minnesota right. back in March of 2018. But mm -hmm. you spent some time with, with Coach yep. Motsko. How was that? Yeah, I'd, I had three years uh, with Motsko and, and uh, Garrett Rabboin. It was, it was a great time, you know, just them giving me the opportunity. You know, so they saw something in, 
you know, I couldn't have been more grateful for them. Just give me the opportunity. That's all I ask for, you know, with anything. It's just an opportunity to prove yourself. You know, you shouldn't really be handed anything. So um, just for them giving me the opportunity and, you know, making my making my time there, you know, very enjoyable. And, you know, they say, you know, college is the best time of your life. And, you know, they helped they helped us, you know, guide that. And, you know, the, everything they did is, as a staff and, um, you know, on and off the ice, I think, you know, just helped help me grow every year. And, you know, those three years with them was, you know, it was, it was very, very honored to be there. It's a high honor to play yeah. for St. Cloud State. That yeah, is, is a, a proud program, yeah. the University <clears throat> of North Dakota, and how that atmosphere that they have down in Grand Forks is truly, truly special. Right. St. Cloud State's no joke either. That's no. a, a small town, a proud town <clears throat> that loves their hockey team. Yeah. How cool was it probably, I'll, I'll ask you, your very first home game to play for the Huskies and, and step out in front of the, the fans, that town, yeah. and the student section, et cetera. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was even just kind of an eye-opener, even during the my preseason game, my freshman year, kind of the exhibition when we, uh-huh. we'd play a, a college uh, from Canada. You know, just, just that, that first time stepping on the ice and just seeing the turnout for that game and, you know, the fans knowing it's only exhibition, but they're just excited as, uh, you know, the players just to get that season going. And all four years they carried that support even on road games, you'd see St. Cloud fans traveling, and over the years you get to know them, and you know they're just a great, great city, a great group of people, and you know probably one of the most loyal fans and most respectful, fa- respected fans out there. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, you got um, there, but uh, yeah, they're just just great people, and you know I couldn't have been more happy to to play in front of them. You know, especially last year after all our home success, I think that just brought more and more people, you know, to the games, and you know that was. That was just such a great experience to to have uh, throughout those four years. That preseason game that you were talking about, yeah. um, was that day <clears throat> one of those tune-up games that college yeah. hockey teams will play against a, a Canadian <clears throat> university team or a D3 school or the yep. national development program, or were you playing another D1 program? Uh, it was a, a Canadian college team. Uh, it was Alberta. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, and and the know. crowd was just yeah. fired up. Yeah, they were just <laughs> they were very excited, you know, the – the announcers were into it. The the fans were into it, and you know, just that just kind of was real eye opening. Just knowing, you know, how how loyal the fans are, just to come out to an exhibition game, because you know, it's most fans know it's gonna not be, you know, the tightest game or the closest, mo- most exciting game. But they were still there, kind of hooting and hollering, and you know, that was just just pretty impressive to see. They were behind you the whole way. Exactly. Hockey's a exactly. big deal out in St. Cloud State, yeah. and for that matter too, when you're going to to school. Sometimes you do have to go to school, and you clearly <laughs> took your your academics pretty seriously. Yeah. Uh, name to the all <clears throat> NCHC academic team in all four of your years with the Huskies. What did you study in school? Uh, business management was kind of my major, so okay. I just kind of figured it was kind of fitting for what my backfall was after hockey. So. Right, the, the fireworks <laughs> yeah. business. By the way, I didn't actually get the chance to ask you, what, <clears throat> what is the name of the family fireworks business? Uh, Lazat Fireworks. Lazat Fireworks, yeah. as simple as that? Yeah, we kept her simple. Nothing yeah. crazy. <laughs> you can't beat it yeah. right there. Name, brand, yeah. yeah. Lazat Fireworks. Yeah. Keep but the name local. It helps, helps business. So Yeah, but you took uh, the school side of being a, a student athlete, the student part of being a student athlete, pretty seriously, <clears throat> I guess. Yeah. yeah, it was definitely, I mean, just going through college and just having the – the chance to do it while also playing, playing the sport you love. You know, you don't want to, you know, miss out on the opportunity to get an education. You know, just, um, that piece of paper can go a long way in life. So, being able to put something into it, um, you know, try to get get as much out of it in four years as you can. It's, it's definitely, 
definitely the right thing to do. I think if you just kind of go, go in and <clears throat> just kind of coast through it, and you kind of look back at it after after a while, and you kind of you'd probably regret not uh, not putting a little more effort into it. So that's kind of how I took my approach into into school, and kind of happy where I ended up. Good reason to be happy, yeah. and like you said, didn't want to live with any sort of regret. Right. Um, with the way that you're on right now, I can't imagine you do have many regrets, but you're just so busy, busy training in the summer, mm -hmm. busy at school when you were at school, busy being an actual athlete in school. Did you have any time to actually <coughs> kick back and relax? <laughs> Did you actually get a chance to maybe yeah. even just sit down on any given night and watch a movie? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you you definitely got to you gotta find that free time. You know, I, I, uh, I got a great opportunity in um, the past past two summers. Um, the Paling family offered, uh, like the Paling as in like Bob Ryan Paling, Ryan Paling, yeah, yep, yep and high and prospect for Montreal Canadiens, right, yep, him and their their twin brother, twin brothers who I played with uh, at Saint Cloud State, and their their family kind of opened up, uh, opened up their doors and allowed me to kind of stay stay at their house throughout the summer, oh, just because nice. it's easier to train and everything. So, I have the <clears throat> the luxury of kind of hanging out with friends all the time. So even when you're busy, you're you kind of you're still having fun with it and. You know, we always find time to go golfing or, you know, every, <clears throat> every, I think it was, I don't know, when's the bass or when's that on, on TV? The Masters? No, The Bachelor. The Bachelor. Oh, The Bachelor. I think you said The Masters. No, The Masters. The Bachelor. Oh, the that's, bachelor. that's coming up in the, the, the bachelor, fall? Either way. Spring. Yeah, I don't know when they are, but somehow Winter? over the summer. We, we'll look this up. We turned it into uh, a nightly thing, Um, you know, every, every Monday or Tuesday, whenever it was on, we kind of. Kind of made that a little fam family summer family time, and um, even though it wasn't my favorite show, I still kind of kind of sat around on the couch and <laughs> hung out with them. Just but uh, um, yeah, you gotta you gotta find that free time, you know. Um, just just helps loosen up loosen up the brain and mind, and just helps helps everything kind of go smoothly throughout the summers. Yeah, you're not the first guy to come on this show <laughs> and be like, oh, you know, the, the Bachelor is my show or me and my buddy show or something right. like that. We might have to actually bring back Bachelor Banter, a segment we did on the <laughs> show with Danny Cristo, former <laughs> Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguin. He yeah. had a um, – him and his buddies were so into The Bachelor, and fans can go back <laughs> and listen to the old episode for confirmation on this. I'm not making this up. He – had this, um, him and his buddies loved the show so much that they started like a bachelor fantasy league. Oh, goodness. Where at the start of every season, they would do like the introductions, like on the very first episode, the right. introduction night. And then they would go around the room and they would all pick, they like pick they would all end up with like couple. three girls or vice versa for <laughs> right. the bachelor, pick three guys. And if your guy won or your girl won, you got like the pot or something right. like that. Yeah. They had like bachelor <clears throat> fantasy, the bachelor draft. That's, that's definitely something I, I probably wouldn't be involved in. <laughs> <laughs> but uh it's it was definitely just something a good time killer um just a good time to kind of bond and you know be together so i think that was that was probably the only reason i watched it. i don't think i'd ever watch that show by <laughs> Get myself <padded>. so <laughs> if you see me watching that by myself i think something's a little off <laughs> something's a little off like john john yeah, are you ask, okay ask how i'm doing you okay <laughs> oh my <clears throat> well hopefully you do find the time to actually kick back and yeah. relax. Maybe you will watch an episode of The Bachelor with Michael Kim. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. Maybe if he's into it, I'll I'll, I'll grind through it. <laughs> or maybe you're watching something else. Yeah. Before we got on this Bachelor topic, I specifically mentioned have time to watch a, a movie. movie. There's yeah. a reason that I brought up movies, John. Okay. Because we're doing something a little bit new on the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins podcast this season. A new segment, a new game that we're going to play, and you being our first guest of the season – you're going to be our guinea pig, the first person 
to play this new game on the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins podcast. All right, I'm excited. I am a big fan, a big fan. People who know me know this. Now people on the podcast will know this as well. I'm a big fan of bad movies. Bad movies. I love a good bad movie. Wow. And I've decided to bring that over to the podcast here. So now, John, you are now the very first participant in the new segment on the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins podcast, Lights, Camera, Fiction. (laughs) Lights, camera, fiction. All right, John, this is how the game is going to work. We're going to go through a handful of really bad movies. Some of these movies are fun, they're so bad. Some of them are just completely irredeemable. These are all real movies, okay? Now what I've done is I've asked your teammates back in the locker room to come up with plot lines for these bad movies based on only the title. It is now your job to determine which plot line is the real movie and which one is just some BS that your teammate made up. <laughs> okay. You with me so far? I think so. So I'm going to give you so. the title of a movie, okay. give you the year and two plots, and you have to figure out which one is real. Make sense? All right, I think so. All righty, so let's so. begin with the very first episode of Lights, Camera, Fiction. John, the very first movie we're doing is called Red Scorpion. Red Scorpion, this movie came out in 1988. Okay, so here is the first plot to Red Scorpion. Accustomed to living the life of an outcast, a scorpion hunter falls in love and is now torn between his romance and his scorpions. Or is the plot to Red Scorpion, a Soviet super agent is sent on a mission to Africa, but after meeting the locals and drinking scorpion poison, he switches sides and fights alongside rebel forces. So there are two plots there. One of them (coughs) is the real Red Scorpion movie released in 1988. The other one was made up by one of your teammates. Oh, my gosh. These both sound made up. There's no way that's a real movie. The Red Scorpion is a real movie. Oh, my goodness. So, Um, which one? I can read them again if you want. I would would, the the romance one is the real one, the first one. Is there a romance? So, accustomed to living the life of an outcast, Scorpion Hunter falls in love and now has to choose. You think that's the real one? I think that's the real one. All right. John Lazat, you are incorrect. <laughs> Sam Lafferty made up that plot to Red oh Scorpion. The real goodness. Red Scorpion movie is the Soviet super agent who now switches teams. Drank some poison. Drank some scorpion poison, right. and now he's on board. So, wow. 0 for 1 so far. But now you get the point here. Is that a Netflix one? Uh, <laughs> we might have to find that on Netflix, Amazon Prime, or something. Yeah. I might have to make a super list of where fans can actually watch these terrible, uh, yeah. terrible, irredeemable I hope, I hope movies. I they don't watch them. <laughs> All right. Well, here's another one for you, John. This one is a legendary bad movie. Okay. This is called Manos, The Hands of Fate. Okay. Have you ever heard of this movie? No, no. All right. Well, that's good. Manos, <coughs> The Hands of Fate came out in 1966. Is Manos, The Hands of Fate about an alcoholic who has lost almost everything in his life? He takes part in an underground fighting circuit in an attempt to give his life purpose. Or a husband, wife, their daughter and the family dog get lost on a trip and must fight off a cult leader and his minion with an assist from the leader's many bickering wives. <laughs> Manos, the hands of fate. 
many wives. Underground fighting circuit or fight the cult leader with his many wives? I'm going to go with many wives. I don't think one of our teammates could come up with something like that. John, that is the second one, and that is the first that you have gotten correct. Yes. yes. Mono's The Hands of Fate <laughs> came out in the 60s, considered one of the worst movies ever made, and you nailed it. Anthony it Angelo be. gave us the underground fighting circuit <laughs> storyline. Not sure how many underground fighting circuits there were yeah. back in the 60s, but you never know. he gave it a stab. How about this one? This movie's called All About Steve. All About Steve. It came out in 2009. The writer of a daily crossword puzzle for the local paper becomes obsessed with a man after one blind date. She then chases him around the country, hoping for a second chance. All About Steve. Okay. Or is it a failing chef who takes one last stab at success by creating unconventional food combinations? Customers are repulsed, but his unique pairings lead him to getting his own show on Food Network. All about, Steve. All about Steve. I'm going to go with the first one on that one. The first one the is first the real one. movie. Writer of the Daily Crossword Puzzle. What's that? That's what you think the real one is? Yeah, the first okay. the first one you read. Yeah. You're getting into a rhythm now. That is correct. Two that is the real three. movie. Two for three now. Open up the average. Adam Johnson go. wrote us <coughs> the plot about Food about Network. Food Network star. Okay. <laughs> Next movie. Free Jack. The name of the movie Free is Jack. just Free Jack, right. and it came out in 1992. Okay, Free Jack. A construction worker starts raising money for his dying son's medical expenses by riding a jackhammer across the United States. <laughs> or, when a race car crash is supposed to kill Emilio Estevez, he is instead transported into the future where his body and consciousness are up for sale. Once he escapes... The hunt is on. Wow. Free Jack. I'm going to go with the second one. The one with Emilio Estevez. The one with Emilio Estevez. The mighty duck man himself. Yeah. Did he survive that race car crash? Yes, he did. That's three in a row for you now, Let's John. Go. That is correct. Let's Sam go. Lafferty fooled you on Red Scorpion. Yeah. He could not fool you on <laughs> Free Jack. couple more here. A couple right. more. Right. This next one's called Dark Angel. Okay. The bad movie is called Dark Angel. That sounds like it could be a really good one. Yeah, the, the just based on the like title. Exactly. Well, things always they, seem to they, go south with these movies. Okay. So Dark Angel <laughs> came out in 1990. Is it about a veteran detective begins investigating a series of mysterious and unexplained murders, and he begins to suspect the killer is a drug dealer from outer space? Or is Dark Angel about an angel is sent down to Earth from heaven to save humanity, but everywhere he goes, the lights turn off. Wow. What was the end of the, the astronaut one? What was the end of that <laughs> one? Uh, the first one, veteran yeah. detective investigating murders, <clears throat> begins to suspect the killer is a drug dealer from outer space. There's no way that's real. The second one, then. The second the one, one, angel is sent down to Earth, yeah. but everywhere he goes, the lights turn off. Yeah. John? The streak is over. That is not the real movie. <laughs> that was made up by Joseph Cramarosa. A drug dealer from outer space. Space is the real movie. That's the real oh movie. Oh, my goodness. No wonder it was a terrible movie. Yes. But Joseph That's Cramarosa also okay. came up with a terrible oh. movie, and he fooled you on that well, one. Yeah, I just, Everywhere he goes, the no lights way, turn off. No way I bought into a drug dealer from outer space. <laughs> and neither right. did audiences, <laughs> which is why Dark Angel did not fare so well. Yeah. Here we go. Mac and me. Mac and Me from 1988. Okay. 
A social outcast and his dog take a trip across the country, but find trouble in every town they stop. Mac and me. Or, a young boy in a wheelchair befriends a McDonald's-loving alien who has escaped from government surveillance. Mac and me. Which one is the real movie? Both are very good candidates for terrible movies. <laughs> very good candidates. A man and his dog go man across the dog, country, or a young boy someone. finds a McDonald's-loving alien? I'm going to go with the alien one. It's you think real. that's the real one? Yeah. John Lazat, McDonald's-loving alien, is the plot to Mac and me. <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> Makes sense. I didn't even think about the Mac part. Yes, exactly. Yes. That would have been a dead giveaway. It would have been. Wow. So, But Kevin Churchman gave us the the other plot that you did not fall for. Uh, we have two more left here. Okay, two right. more. Let's see if you can finish strong here. Okay, yeah. I lost track of how many you got. Do you know? I Is that four? I don't remember. Oh, well. You're doing great. I think I'm doing You're doing great, honey. Though. You're doing yeah. great. Okay. <laughs> this movie's called Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck, and it came out in 1986. Okay? A duck from outer space crash lands in Cleveland and must help save Earth from a mind-controlling presence known as the Dark Overlord. So duck from out of space in Cleveland. Okay. Or a sports agent must step in for his injured client and becomes a hockey player for the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim. Howard the Duck. What was the first one again? A duck from outer space crash lands in Cleveland and must help save Earth from a mind-controlling presence known as the Dark Overlord. Dark Overlord. Second one, sports agent must step in for his injured client and becomes a hockey player for the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim. Howard the <coughs> Duck. I'm going to go with the Overlord one, the first one. Dark Overlord. Yeah. Oh, you're back at it again, That's my friend. Cool. That is correct. That's Marvel cool. Comics' Howard the Duck comes to life in the 80s, and yeah. it did not go well for anyone. I just feel like I would have heard about a, a, a duck or an agent doing a hockey movie. I feel like I would have heard of it. Uh, well, so there you go. You went with your instincts, yeah. and they paid off there. Yeah. Now let's see how your instincts fare on this <coughs> one, John. This is our last one in the first game of Serenity. Lights, Camera, Fiction. Yeah. This movie is called Serenity, and it came out in 2019. Serenity, it came out this year. Okay. First plot. A ballerina is stalked by a wealthy old man, but no one believes that the theater's longtime and most loyal patron could be capable of such an act. Or, Serenity. A fishing boat captain is contacted by his ex-wife to kill her new husband. While he grapples with the decision to kill or not to kill, he discovers that his quiet island life is not what it seems. Serenity. 2019. I wonder I've never heard of it. Um, I'm going to go with the fishing boat captain. Fishing boat captain. One. Why do you feel that's the real one? I don't know. Gut feeling. Gut I always feeling. go with my gut. You're going with your always gut here. I go with the gut. John Lazat, you are correct. <laughs> gut never fails. The gut never, gut never fails, fails, other than the other times that it failed other you than, in this game. Yeah, unless but it fails, it doesn't. It's a fact. 60% of the time, <laughs> it works. It works. Every time. Every time. <laughs> Quote from a great movie, Casey DeSmith could not fool you on okay. his ballerina yeah. stalker story. And that is how we play Lights, Camera, Fiction. That was well done, John. That was pretty impressive how creative the guys were. Oh, you know what? It was, was like... It was fun too. Pretty in-depth stuff. Like, grabbing a lot of them too, yeah. to like, hey, do this. And when I was trying to explain it to them, yeah. a lot of them were kind of like, 
oh, I don't know. Yeah. You know, like That's I'm not, what I would have been I'm like, not creative, blah, 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 yeah. blah. And then as soon as they got like one, Once like they figured something. it up, the light bulb went yeah. off. And then yep. like every single guy to a T started getting That's into it, it and coming up with stories. Once again, the Penguins players came up with those movie plots <clears throat> simply based on the title. But John Lazat, you were not fooled yeah. on most of them. Yeah. I'm going to go back through here real quick and try and figure out how many you, you got uh, wrong. I, I think, think we did eight. I think Laughs got me on the first Laughs one. Laughs got you on the first one. Red Scorpion. I think Ange fooled and me. Joseph Cramarosa got you Cramer on Dark Angel. Me. Okay. So yeah. you go, I think, six, six for eight. Yeah. Six for eight. That's a real strong start. That's a good percentage. You might be our champion. Beat that one, fellas. There we go. Beat that one. Set the tone exactly. right at the start of the season. That's what you got to do. If you are ultimately the Lights Camera Fiction champion at the end of the year we might have to have you come back and get like a little award and give a speech oh to goodness. the academy that'd be amazing <laughs> that'd be amazing <laughs> maybe i just get all, all eight of those movies for free and i get to watch them <laughs> i'm not sure if you actually want that be careful what you wish Hopefully for someone my beats me <laughs> yeah exactly you'll you'll waste 16 hours of your life doing that oh uh, but that is lights camera fiction new segment new game here on the wilkesbury scranton penguins podcast john lasat Start strong, and that gives us a chance to segue into our other recurring segment here on the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins podcast. But it comes with a little bit of a twist. Okay, fans know that in the past previous seasons that we like to have our previous episodes guest leave a blind question for our next episodes guest. So they don't know who they're leaving a question for; <coughs> they just leave an open-ended question about anything in the world. Really? Well, our previous episodes guest is in Sweden right now. So a little bit hard to get in contact yeah, with them. So we actually don't have a question from our previous episode's guest, okay. but fear not. I've come up with an alternative here, John. Okay. Mm. I went on Google <laughs> and looked up best questions to ask on a first date. <laughs> so I am now going to ask you what the Internet is telling me yeah, are the yeah. best questions to ask on a first date. Yeah, Internet never lies. So, so it says. John, you and I, we're now out <laughs> for a nice dinner. Mm-hmm. Candles are lit. We've just met one another. Okay. Okay. Are you working on any personal passion projects? <laughs> personal passion projects. Yeah. Are you working on any personal passion projects? I am. I am not. Um, besides my passion for hockey, my projects are pretty, pretty low key. I don't really have anything going on. Would you consider your hockey career a project? It's not, not arts and crafts. That's but true. That's true. Um, passion. Because it is your passion. It is my passion, but it's not like a project. Hmm. I'm trying to think of anything I'm doing that would kind of relate to this. Um, a passion project that I'm working on is trying to find the right uh, bed sheets that I should buy today for my bed. You got to go shopping my, today? Yeah, my project is kind of to fit out my room with, with nice things. So I guess that's a project. I don't know. What are you looking for? What thread count are we looking for here? I've never even looked into it. I just go and touch it and hopefully... <laughs> if You're it just feels going around yeah, feeling everything it, in this if store. If it feels nice, I do know what blanket I'm getting. Oh, okay. I'm getting a nice uh, Ugg blanket. Nice. Yeah. Living I, I, large. Yeah, I rubbed it on my face and there's no way I can go back. Yeah, it's <laughs> There's no way I can go back. It is lovely. It is lovely. So. Well, that's good. Congratulations <laughs> that's, on your blanket. I hope everything else uh, goes, yeah. goes as well. Yeah, my project isn't very exciting, but... That's about all I got going. Well, we're not done here. I have I have okay. more first date questions oh, for you. Lovely, John. What is the best present you ever gave someone? Present I ever gave someone? Probably uh, my brother. I gave him a pair of golf shoes, but the best part of it, he just bought a new pair, so I got to keep them. <laughs> Wait a minute! Wait a minute! 
wait a minute. So the answer to the question, what's the best present you ever gave someone, is the golf shoes that I got. Yeah, but I gave them to him. Originally. Originally. How long did they belong to him before they ended up belonging to you? Under 30 seconds. <laughs> Under 30. I, he opened it and said, I don't need them. I just got some. And he handed them to me, and I said, okay. So that's the best gift you ever gave someone, no, and it lasted for no, 30 seconds. That was just a good story. Um, best <laughs> best, uh, best gift, huh? You ever gave oh someone. goodness. I don't give many gifts. Probably just... Just flowers for my mom on Mother's Day. It's probably the only... I don't really do many oh, other gifts. That's sweet. Yeah. That's about the only gift I buy about every year. Because every, everyone else always gets so many so many things. I don't. I run out of stuff to buy. You run out of it, things. Like, when I ask, what are you getting them? Or what are you... Like, everything's up. You know? Everything's up. They've up, they've got everything. So, I I usually don't buy too many things. So, probably flowers. Probably flowers. Yeah. Flowers for mom on yeah. Mother's Day. Yeah. Make it an annual treat. Yeah. All right, there you go. One more for you, All and right. then I'll let you off the hook on this date. Okay, <laughs> it's going great. It's going. It's going great. <laughs> Is there anything you don't eat? Anything I don't eat? I feel like that would be a good question to ask yeah. before the first date. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, do you have your meal already or no? Yeah, that's what I'm asking. Together? Like, okay. uh, I googled best <clears throat> questions to ask yeah. on a first date. Hopefully, you asked that on the way to the. That's know? what I would say. Like, yeah. Have yeah. you ever been burned with that before? No. Go, I, I've been burned like that before. Really? I, I went out with a girl one time, yep. and we I was like, hey, I'm going to take you to, to such and such a restaurant. It's a great spot. She goes, okay, great. We get there, and she's looking at the menu, and I'm like, hey, do you see anything you like? She goes, oh, I'm a vegetarian. Yeah, that's that's you kind of lead with that one. <sighs> yeah. And part of me was like, I wish you told me, but then another part of me was like, I should have asked. Yeah. I should have asked. It's a two-way street, yeah. really. Well, I come to find out like months later that she decided to become a vegetarian literally that day. She couldn't break it off for one more day. <laughs> she, she, I mean, she <laughs> stuck with it. She stuck with yeah. it, but it was like, that was the day she yeah. decided to become a vegetarian. Oh, wow. Like the timing of that is pretty incredible. Yeah. So I got, I've been burned with this before, okay. but now I but will ask you, is there anything, anything that you don't I eat? I don't eat. Not many things. I can tell you that. Um, I'm trying to think like, probably like, no, I eat those. <laughs> no, I eat those. <laughs> I don't know what you were thinking of. Um, I guess I don't eat them like plain, but I was thinking of like like anchovies or something. I don't know. Anchovies? If, like, if it was like seasoned, right? You know, you can eat anything. Like what pizza toppings <clears throat> don't you like? I like this don't question like better. Like, yeah, if you, okay. if you got a pizza and someone's like, hey, pizza, what do you want? You're I, like, I don't like pineapple on pizza. Not a pineapple no, on I pizza guy. I love pineapple, but I don't like it on pizza. Understood. Yeah. Anchovies? Um, Would you go anchovies or no anchovies? Eh. Probably not. Okay. Yeah. If I'm gonna eat pizza, I'm gonna try to enjoy it to the full. I'm gonna so. try and enjoy <laughs> it. I don't want to hate my um, pizza. What else would I throw on there? Any other kind of fruit, really? Um, not that I don't. What other fruit goes on pizza besides pine? I don't think any other fruit goes on. Is all of a fruit or a vegetable? It's a vegetable. It's, yeah. It doesn't have a seed. Or does it have a seed? It does have a pit. Oh. An olive pit. Are olives it's fruits? Olives are fruits. I don't know. I like olives though. I'll put those on anything. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, that's like my one. Whenever we order like a pizza, that's the only one I'm like, I will sure. get anything except olives. That is my sure. one veto. Okay. Basically, any other kind of normal, I mean, I don't really branch out on pizza, but any kind of general pizza topping, I'll eat it. But I'm kind of kind of letting you down here. You're not letting me down at all. Um, These are just first date questions, no, yeah. man. I'm just trying to get to know you. Yeah, no, I, I Open understand. up to me. <laughs> <laughs> Let me in. Let me in. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if. 
I guess if we order a pizza, just let me order it. So then that, that way, you know, <laughs> just let me that, take the wheel. That way, you know, I'm going to get what I like. <laughs> and there you have it, folks. That is our improvisational solution to not having a question from our previous episode's guest. Yeah, this I will like not it. happen again. I like I'm it. actually going to get a question from you for our next episode's okay. guest. But okay. We can do that off air. We're okay. not going to need that right now. Right. We've been chatting, <clears throat> running our mouths for far too long now. So it's time I let you move on with your day, John. But before we wrap things up here on our first episode of the Penguins podcast this season, we have to do one more thing here on the show, and that is called Penn's Picks. Penn's Picks. John, what we do with Penn's Picks is I ask the guest on the episode to give a recommendation to the fans. It can be anything in the world, just any sort of recommendation that you want to give, something that you've been really into lately, anything you want. It can be something we talked about on the podcast. It can be about something that you had for breakfast. It can be really? anything. Just what is your Pen's pick. A recommendation? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I recommend watching the TV show Suits. Suits? Yes. You are not the first person to give Suits as their Pen's pick, and that is fine. Okay. Because that means if someone has not gotten on the Suits yeah. train yet, get John Lazat is telling you. Get on it. Get on board. Why? Yeah. What's so great about Suits? It's Let them know. I think with TV shows in general, it's all about the first episode that drags you in and they have probably the best first episode I've ever seen of suits yes really this is the first episode to kind of get you involved in the show because I've, I've watched a lot of sh like tried to watch a lot of shows you watch the first episode and you're like well I'm not really wanting to watch the second one but I think yeah this is the first episode kind of really hooked me in and you know every every episode's exciting it's not it's not just a kind of extended time it's it's a it's a very very in-depth show very in-depth show. Gonna gets your brain going while you watch it, which I th which I like. Gets the brain yeah. going. Yeah, makes you think. Yeah. There's John Lazat's Penn's yeah. pick suits once again making it into Penn's picks here right out of the gate here in the 2019-20 season. My Penn's pick. Well, I could probably do the smart thing and spread these out throughout the entire season, but instead I'm just going to dump a bunch of recommendations on people <laughs> at once. Fans know that I love music, and I found some great tunes over the summer, so I'm just going to toss a bunch of these at our fans right now. One, Charlie Bliss. That's the name of the band, their album, Young Enough. I absolutely Charlie loved it. A little bit of throwback uh, synth rock there. Okay. Um, Gary Clark Jr., blues guy, blues guitarist, sick guitarist, unbelievable guitar player, I gets the I blues, the gets the soul. He gets it all in there. His new album, This Land, came out back in March, actually, during last season. It's phenomenal. Sam Fender came out with his debut album a month ago. It is excellent. Also, Sturgill Simpson, a perennially uh, Grammy-nominated country artist, decided to switch things up, went with like a garage bluesy album. It is also very, very strong. Just came out last month. If you are a, a rap fan, YBN Corday, his uh, debut album came out. It was very strong. Also, the Amazons, their sophomore ever. Once again, rock and roll, straight down the middle. Future Dust, the name of the album. Sort of a, a really quick listen. Uh, I think it's a nine-track album, and two of them might be like little interludes, but still, the tracks that they go all in on, they make them count. Uh, good stuff there from the Amazons. And Sheer Mag, a Philly band who came out with their sophomore album, A Distant Call. If you like the first record, you'll like the second record. If you haven't listened to Sheer Mag, do that. They're, oh, I keep saying the same thing. They're, they're a lot of fun. 
They're a lot of fun. Sheer mag, back of the bar style, bar fight brawler kind of rock and roll. Lizzo, the hype around Lizzo. <laughs> I think the hype is real, my friend. The debut album is a blast, start to finish, an absolute blast. Great pop rap record. So I'm going to give yeah. Lizzo a Pence <clears throat> pick as well. So that's Lizzo, Charlie Bliss, Gary Clark Jr., Sam Fender. You guys have to check out Sam Fender. YBN Corday, Sheer Mag, The Amazons, and lastly, of course, The Black Keys. Got to give them some love for another strong effort of straightforward rock and roll. Let's rock the name of the album. The Black Key has given us the theme song here for this season of the Wilkesbury Scranton Penguins podcast. And we conclude our first episode. Nick Hart here with John Lazat. John, say goodbye to the people. Goodbye, people. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. And thank you for listening in.